down in front. Welcome to Old Fogies and Films. I'm your special guest host, Stuart. For this bonus episode, I've selected a film for the Fogies, but secretly directed one of them not to watch. This person will be the fool. But it is their job to convince the rest of us that they are not, or fool us that they are. The usual suspects are... Shelley. Odd. Ruth. Zakia. And Eric. So, what are we watching? Chinatown. Uh, Chinatown is a 1970s movie directed by Roman Polanski, starring Jack Nicholson as a private detective uh, in Los Angeles in the late 1930s, dealing with a water shortage. And there's a, um, a mystery that unfolds with the, the, the water city manager and the ramifications of his uh his untimely death all right so my thoughts you know i i really i enjoyed the movie i I, i've enjoyed roman polanski movies he's he's a monumental creep but i really do think he makes he directs good films i thought the um the screenplay like the the actual verbiage in the movie was quite good uh nicholson is is hard to beat this time in his career everything he does is, is pretty gold uh, Faye Dunaway, I thought was quite good um, as his uh, his his second there, and you know it, to me it was it was a period piece almost um, film noir, and I I always like detective movies, and I thought it was going to be slower moving than it was. Uh, the ending I was quite happy with, and um, yeah I I was I, I just I thought it was a a very good movie. Um, I'm it's one that I'd always wanted to see, and I'm glad I had an excuse to, to watch it. So okay. I will I will call on first. Let's let's call on Ruth first. Okay. Um, I, I was gonna say the fool has a lot. Whoever that is has a lot to work with there, or very little, depending. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked it. I liked the movie. Um, I love uh, especially. With it being taking place in the 1930s, I just love the old, I guess old, I guess you could say old timey now, since it's so long ago now, I guess with being older <laughs> from when it was, but um, how everybody's all dressed up and seems extra fancy. Um, I think Jack Nicholson did really good too. Um, I think Faye Dunaway did a great job. The only thing that bothered about me, bothered me about it was if her eyebrows are that thin, was that like a thing for the period piece or is that on purpose? <laughs> or was she preparing for her mommy dearest role? <laughs> she could have been. Maybe she had that on the back burner. <laughs> um, yeah, I just like how it kind of just, you kind of think you know what's starting to go on. And I just like how it's got the detective work and more and more things unravel um, kind of as we, as we go along. Okay, sufficiently vague. Yes. So uh, let's let's now go to let's now go to Eric. 
Okay. Um, I also enjoyed the movie, but I did think it moved pretty slow. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little surprised about that. Um, I love a good detective story, uh, you know, but it was, I mean, it totally threw me. I didn't see it coming when, um, when it turns out to be aliens at the end. And then he goes through that portal to the year 2022. Bizarre. I just, I couldn't believe it. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think the whole thing rests on Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway, which are pretty great together. Um, I don't know if we have actors. Well, uh, Jack Nicholson, I don't know. I love him, but I, I don't, I don't think he's that impressive, but I don't know. Faye Dunaway has the screen presence that I don't know if we have actors that do that very, very much these days, maybe like Kate Blanchett or something, but it, she just sort of holds your attention when she's on the screen. It's, it's you know, very dramatic, very compelling. Uh, what else? What else? Rome Polanski. Yeah. I think, wasn't this like two years before he did Rosemary's baby, which. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's right. And that's, that's one of my, absolute favorite kind of horror creepy scary movies yeah. yeah i love that movie too but it's completely different than this very much so yeah. totally different style um so it's sort of hard to uh, with that as my touch point it was hard to see him in this movie but um what else what else uh, i guess i'll stop there and let someone else go okay um let's see let's go to kia okay yeah i uh Really like the movie as well. I love Roman Polanski as a uh, director. Um, so I was really excited to see this. And um, yeah, Jack Nicholson is pretty good in everything he does. So I, I liked his acting in this same with Faye Dunaway. And like I mentioned, the, um, that little time travel thing was kind of a surprise. So um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the, this the whole 1930s type of <laughs> vibe. So <laughs> everyone seems to be laughing. What's up? <laughs> All right, very good. Yeah, yeah did you think they predicted the future pretty well, Takia? I think they did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say about it, but someone else go in. So okay. then I'll add too much. So <laughs> I, wanted, oh, I wanted to add in, yeah, I, I like different looking at the styles and fashions of different decades as well. So that's why I was excited about the 1930s and seeing everyone's, you know, dress, you know, attire, yeah, compared to all the other decades and whatnot. So, yeah. So Very that's, good. Right? Cool. Let's go with Shelly. I know oh, she's no. very I excited. so excited. Okay, so I judged this book by its cover. So I looked at the poster and I was like, oh, I'm going to, hate this. This is going to be awful. It's going to be so slow. So I was happily, um, I, di I didn't think it was slow. I was, um, the plot moved right along. I enjoyed it. I it wasn't my favorite movie ever, but I enjoyed it. Um, I love Jack Nicholson. I don't know what you're talking about, Eric. I think that he is fantastic. I said I love him. I, said I, love him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's great. Um, I got kind of a Hitchcock vibe from it. Um, it, it reminded me of um, one of his movies, just the way it looked, the way it moved, the kind of detective mystery. And so I was um, shocked with the revelation of the daughter being the sister and the daughter. That was yeah. crazy. 
And I, I didn't like how he had to smack it out of her. That was <laughs> no, not at all. So aggressive. <laughs> Very aggressive. So yeah, I liked it. It, it was a strong, strong movie. Yeah. And we will uh, we will round it out with Faha. Thanks. Um, first, I just have to comment on the smacking it out of her. I was so confused what was going on. I was like, sister, daughter. Sister, oh. I was like, what is she doing? Is she crazy? And then I was like, oh, sister and daughter. And I was like, and then I was like, oh, sister and daughter. I know. Yeah. yeah. For a second, I had to think, how is that possible? And then I realized how it was possible. Oh, you know, you're so sweet. Very, I yeah, did not like, expect the movie disgusting. to make that turn. But my was that if I was just like scissor and daughter, and I was like, <laughs> is the twist she's a robot and she's malfunctioning? Absolutely, it's a it's an android. I mean, that explains why they had to send her as a robot into the year 2022. This is correct. But um, <laughs> sorry, going into into my thoughts on the movie itself. Um, Overall, I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie. It was interesting to watch. I do like mystery kind of movies and I always sit and try to figure out what's going on. Um, this one's the, the theme or what the mystery was surrounding outside of the murder was just kind of weird, random. It's like, yeah. you yeah. know, water department, you know, is trying to be all like nasty and do these things. And, oh no, the water manager is coming up. You know, it's like, who are these villains, you know? <laughs> I was I was thinking that myself. I was like, most of this movie is about like civil engineering espionage. And like, that's kind of weird. I just not what I expected whatsoever. <laughs> and then when they walk into like, you know, who are the owners of these things getting all, and they walk in, it's like this, old folks home kind of thing and i'm like ah oh, the big reveal these are the villains um but uh yeah i mean so that aside it was an interesting movie i was not seeing the twist of the mother daughter or sister daughter sister daughter thing i didn't see that coming nor did i expect what happened at the end to happen that was very um it was sad to see that happen and the the violent way in which it was then shown like, mm -hmm. you know, with her daughter covered in the blood and everything. But then they, like, the fact that they showed her with the gunshot wound I, through her eye was yeah. pretty graphic. I wasn't expecting, I guess, a movie that, I mean, I guess I should have expected it, but I wasn't expecting it to be graphic like that. Um, but I guess I'm going into details of the movie now, sorry. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. I, and my, I don't think, for me, it wasn't, like, one of the best movies ever. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. Um, there were some moments where I was like, okay, move along kind of a thing. But there were some exciting mo mo moments. Like um, I just kept on yelling at him when he was driving through like the court or the farm or whatever. I'm like, why are you going down these stupid paths? Just like go just leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, that was my overall take. Yeah, no, you know, I thought, I, I think you're right. It's, it's a movie that I like, but it's, I wouldn't put it as one of the, you know, it's on the top 20 or 15 best movie. I, I wouldn't say that, at, at least from an entertainment value. Um, I liked it and I'm glad I saw it and I would recommend it. I don't know that I'd watch it again. I'll put it that way. Considering it's 1974, <laughs> this, the, the shock at the end must have been even more shocking then. That was almost 50 years ago. Yeah. But it's also set in the 30s. So in the context of the characters, I guess, it, it would be even more of a shock, the mother-daughter thing. 
you know, it's the, the most scandalous thing ever. So I guess the movie kind of sets you up. Like it, it's very, you know, paced and deliberate throughout. It's just a, you know, he's trying to uncover things little by little. And um, I'm sure it's not anything he expected at the end. You know, <laughs> it's like, that is not what we were looking. We were just looking for murderers and, and you know, like yeah. mob style, you know, city running, not this kind of horror, horror show. It, it is weird that, you know, you, as, as you say, to your point that, the villains are the like the water manager for the city and, and, and kind of grappling with that as like, this guy's actually a pretty bad dude. It, it's not as much of a, I don't know. It, it's not as much of a thing. Like it doesn't have as much, at least it didn't for me as much impact as if it was, you know, a mob boss or something, some, some like legitimate villain that you can, you can kind of hate. And I mean, you, you, you do hate him, but it's, it's it's a different it's a different vibe i did not like uh like fahad said the way that it ended because mainly not just because of what happened but because he basically walks away and i guess that means that poor young girl has to go live with that yeah. man that's Ew. what that's what i took it as that was yeah. very that's disturbing cool. seeing him kind of like hovering it, behind her like, while that was, I was like oh she's stuck with him god knows what's gonna happen yeah. very uncomfortable at the end, though, too, with um, when um, the dad when he gets when he gets shot, it just doesn't look like it really faced him very much. His reaction to it was just, <sighs> I don't know, it took too long. And then you can just tell those guns like didn't seem very lifelike because they just seemed like just a bunch of pop guns. And <laughs> all the guns from the era look like little, like all the pea shooters, right? <laughs> Everyone's got the tiny little gun. <laughs> <laughs> Right in the shoulder, no problem. It's a flesh wound. He was just kind of like, eh, you know, I'm good. <laughs> Didn't seem to phase him too much. Maybe he gets shot a lot. Yeah, that's, it's, it, he's it, just just used to it, kind of par for the course. Yeah, if he goes around attacking women, I mean, <laughs> yeah, shot left and right. That's another thing, though, with like it happening. I'm like, well, I know women weren't treated as well, besides of the fact with the um, what happened with um the rape but uh just i guess if it had to do with the director with how he thought of women too or is he just trying to stay within the era from the 1930s or i don't know much about the director so he he is uh he's an expat who lives somewhere in i wouldn't even call him an expat he he's not allowed to come back to the country anymore yeah um he was accused of um sodomizing like a, a young i think a i think a young girl when in in like the 70s or 80s i mean she and she was she was a child she wasn't a baby but she was, she was a child um she's like 16 15 or something and so he's not you know persona non grata uh, in the u.s i feel like he's hiding out in france or something like that i think that's right I'm looking at the, um, the Wikipedia for it, and I think uh, it looks like the person that he was accused of sexually assaulting, a 13-year-old, was, it says, modeling for Polanski during a Vogue photo shoot around the swimming pool at Jack Nicholson's home. Oh, wow. Huh. Um, but I, it is interesting that, um, that he would choose to make this film, which includes you know, this, this idea of sexual abuse of a young girl. Yeah, uh, because Faye Dunaway's character was what, uh, 14, 15, I think 15. when she got pregnant. Yeah. 
Um, she said yeah. she was 15 when she had her. Okay. So um, I'm trying to look it up now because I didn't before, but uh, he, he didn't write Chinatown, right? He just directed it? No, he, this is correct. He, he did not write it. He just directed it. But I assume he chose to be the director for it. I don't know. I, I think I've seen that before. I can't think of any examples, but you know, somebody who's accused of doing something and they happen to have actually included that in their art at some point. And you wonder oh, like, were they trying wow. to work through it themselves? Like their own monsters or something. Right. Yeah. And I, I remember hearing, I, I don't know the story all too well, but like he fed her a bunch of wine and he said that she was okay with it. Like it's, it's really pretty pretty creepy bad stuff so um but yeah he's in france um and i guess the statute of limitations uh for for that crime ended so he's he's just staying there okay yeah i mean um the uh the age of consent is different all around the world although i think you know most places have reasonable laws like if you are much older than somebody it, it, it can you can't be too much older than like the gap has to be reasonable but um some places you know it's not a crime to have sex with a 13 year old girl i don't yeah. know if france is that case but it's, it's pretty i mean in my opinion it's it, 13 you're you can't even really consent to something like that when you've got yeah. an adult who's lording over you it's it's a uh, pretty pretty gross yeah a man in a position of power definitely yeah um, I, i'm sorry my wife had to uh to tend to the one of the many youngins so <laughs> she, she had to uh to to run out I'd good like excuse for somebody who might be yeah i know fool. isn't that isn't <laughs> that, <laughs> what a coincidence very suspicious very convenient yeah, I also watched, um, I just remembered uh, for my horror marathon that I do every September, October for Halloween, I watched Repulsion for the first time, which is a Roman Polanski movie from 1965. Um, and that one is about a woman who, the synopsis usually says that she's a sex averse woman who sort of has a meltdown. Um, I don't know if I would exactly read it that way, but I, I remember while watching it thinking it's interesting to watch a director like that making a movie about a woman uh, with with certain issues about sex. <laughs> and I, and I, I was yeah. reading between the lines. I mean, when you it's, it's hard to remove, the, you know, the the art from the context, uh, you know, especially when somebody has been accused of something like that. So that's it, very interesting. I don't know if any I'm sure you guys haven't seen that one, but. <laughs> I haven't. I, I'll tell you, I was I was close to picking Suspiria as the the movie. Um, have you guys seen that? If you're into horror, you, you may know. Uh, so I want to see that. I haven't seen it. It's yet. it's really really great. Uh, so the the original from the '70s was directed by Argento. Uh, he's this Italian horror director, and everything is like these crazy bright colors. Like the color plays a big big part of it. But they remade it uh, 2018 2019. It's it's good. It's a uh, it's got witches in it. It's uh it's good. I've seen the original a couple times, but I haven't yeah. seen the remake yet. I, I don't it's usually good. like. I don't like to see remakes, but yeah, I've been hearing from a lot of people that it, they do a very good job of it. it. It's much better than I expected. When was the remake? 2018, 19, something like that. Mm. It's on uh, Prime. I think it's Prime. Okay. Yeah. Uh, BP pre-pandemic. We're starting with year zero. The before times. Uh, yeah. 
the more innocent times. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I, there she is. Oh, mm-hmm. We're uh, we, a little baby. We, <laughs> do you want me to turn the light off? Yeah. What did I miss? We, uh, we're all accusing you of not. Well, we said it's very convenient that you uh, walked away while we were talking about the movie. Ah, yes. And you talking about a scary movie with the with the door creaking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the lights go out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I heard you talking about Roman Polanski being a creep. <laughs> yeah. The girl was 13. She was 13. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking through his filmography and I'm like, oh, I like the stuff. <laughs> he made Ninth Gate, which was pretty cool. He did Death in the Maiden, which, which I really enjoyed. Because which one was Ninth Gate? <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Looking for that book that he's trying oh, to yeah. summon the devil with the book. I never he's saw like, that one. It's it good. It's, it's definitely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His career is all over the place. I mean... You wouldn't have guessed the ninth gate, which was kind of a, I mean, that's a, like a popcorn movie at the theater or something. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's very different from, from anything else I had seen. I don't know all the films, but. I think in Scream 3, they had a nod to Roman Polanski by uh, naming one of the characters who was a director of Stab 3, Roman. Ah. Spoiler alert, he that? was the killer. <laughs> and her brother. And her brother. See, sexual inappropriateness. Well, he wasn't trying to have sex with her. Oh, he was trying no, to kill her. Okay, maybe I just wanted to have sex with him. Uh, that's, yeah, now it's coming back to me, yeah. Ninth Gate, is that I with Johnny Depp? Is what? Ninth Gate with Johnny Depp? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I feel like I saw yeah. a little bit of it, but it wasn't my choice. But like, <laughs> he's, he's trying to find a beauty. book that was written by the, the devil in an attempt to summon the devil, and he's finding like different pieces of it in different it's i thought it was cool but a lot of people i never watched it takia did you see it i didn't see anyone yet yeah i saw some of well i saw most of it um but with the religious aspect too i usually get extra freaked out with that so Mm. but as far as like scary movies ago That's interesting. For some reason, I never thought he made scary movies, but now we've talked like about three or at least three different. Rosemary's movies. Baby is yeah. awesome. Oh my god, it's so good. terrifying. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, I've never seen that one. So it seems like he veers toward the at least darkness. Yeah, yeah. Um, even the if it's sleepy not hollow up. count. <laughs> what? The sleepy hollow count. <laughs> As a horror movie, he didn't do that though. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Johnny Depp did that, but not Roman Polanski. Oh, I guess I meant Johnny Depp. My it bad. was Tim. Tim Burton directed it, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Tim Burton. It's not really Johnny super Depp. true to the source material. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> so, Takia, we haven't heard from you in a while. How'd you feel about the mother-daughter problem? <laughs> um. Someone else want to comment? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all I, have already. <laughs> I <laughs> it was just violent, right? The slapping back and forth. Yes, it was. <laughs> and and disturbing. It really that revelation yeah. broke that was, I was very surprised. It that whole scene was odd, just the <laughs> very, very aggressive. She was kind of like, I am telling the truth. I am telling the truth. I am telling the truth. <laughs> 
both. And I, I did think it was weird that he slept with her. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. I just was like not ex- I don't know. I guess I should I, I honestly didn't feel like I don't know. I, I wasn't feeling a lot of it's not that there wasn't chemistry between them, but when they kissed, I was kind of like, uh <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Shelly said, I wasn't expecting them to sleep together and use like there wasn't that chemistry there. But also, her husband yeah. had just been murdered. And yeah. um, well, did anyone that. get did anyone get the rules of the relationship down right? Because I paid attention, but I still wasn't totally sure if I was clear, or if she was, if maybe it was a misunderstanding too when she was describing it to 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 Jake. But so he. Were they both allowed to step outside of the relationship and they both did? Or was that's, she just using that as a cover to keep the dog? I think she was just using that secret. as a cover. Yeah, that's okay. the way I took it. Oh, okay. Oh, now looking back that she was covering it up because he yeah. wasn't having an affair with the girl. Yeah, it was no, her that's daughter. right. Yeah. I thought he was like sort of their care, taking care of her. No, I think, Do you think I, like neither one probably cheated. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. No, you're probably right. I'm, I just didn't. Think about didn't it. think about it just she does she does make a comment i guess about how and i assume that this is true in this context that she was being truthful is that um she she married him and their relationship had sort of become not really a romantic one um after after some years and that um but that you know she still cared about him and he cared about her and he took care of her and so maybe uh you know, maybe that's why, like, once he died, sure, she's upset, but she doesn't feel like waiting to sleep with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe. And, um, no, that's right. I also thought it was interesting. I, I looked up because he said he got paid $35 a day. So with inflation, that would be like almost $600. Oh, my God. And then the $5,000 that he got for um, results. Sorry was like a hundred thousand dollars oh my god so when the when her dad offered him ten thousand dollars like two hundred thousand that's wow they really did have a lot of money i mean i guess it's a dangerous job too right i mean if you're yeah. investigating murder and all this stuff like i mean look at look at eric's costume <laughs> yeah you know you could be you hurt no the tip of killed. yeah you see that woman bit, well that woman bit his nose off and oh yeah, the woman that his nose off. It's really weird. Um, by the way, did you guys realize uh, the person who cuts his nose? Did you recognize who that is? You mean the woman who bit his nose? The woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the woman who bit his nose. She was very mannish. Is this the thing? And who was she? Jenny, uh, bro. Director. What was her name? <laughs> Before she transitioned. Yeah, before she transitioned, her name was Roman. Oh, you dead named it. <laughs> oh, it was that like he was actually the person, like he was in his own movie. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I did know. I did oh, recognize. I didn't realize because Cassandra's dad from Wayne's World. He was in it. I was gonna say I forgot to mention that that he was on that movie. Oh, the I, Butler. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, I've seen them in so many things. Oh, he's Lo Pan from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. As soon as he came on screen, I was like, (gasps) Lo Pan. Curly (laughs) was Bobby Bacala's dad from The Sopranos. Was it? Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, everything goes back to the Sopranos, Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> he enjoyed that that show a little bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah. She can go. She can go back to 1974 and find people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were you gonna say something to Kia earlier? Oh no, I was about the um the person that you said that had played had played with it played the um person that bit her bit his nose off. That's all. I, I some somebody always said what I was about to say. So oh. yeah. Um, I did want to, I thought it was pretty funny. I love watching older movies like this. Like, uh, I just, we just had this, ugh, can't talk. This experience with Citizen Kane. You watch a movie from many, many, many decades ago and you realize like how many things are not really that different. You expect it to be a completely different world, a kind of alien to a bit. But, um, so in this one, what, what, what struck me was the fact that they're talking about LA being built on a desert and there's huge water shortage problems in California. I'm like, my God, I mean, we're still there. Yeah. <laughs> Wildflower, yeah. wild, uh, wildfires and, um, the, you know, they have water rationing sometimes, you know, like don't use water. If you can't, if you don't have to use bottled water that you buy at the store or something. And, and it's funny that um, clearly it wasn't built on a region of land that was really sustainable for human mm -hmm. beings to live on because they're still struggling <laughs> 50 years yeah. later. Actually, this movie was set in the 30s. So 80 years, you know, 80 some yeah. years later. I thought, uh, I, I thought it was hilarious. I'm sorry. When he was telling the joke, but he didn't want his secretary to hear. So he told her, go ahead and go to the little girls. Room. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I thought that was funny. <laughs> it's just very, you know, misogynistic and, um, it's like he's going to get on an airplane with some sexy stews and just you know smack him on the butt while he's smoking a cigarette in first class like just very that's exactly yeah. the kind of man was. <laughs> oh, the, um, when they're at that nursing home where that there's that nurse there and that old man was like slapped her butt oh yeah like, oh you know you can't do that and i was like gosh that and the the whole do you allow jewish people in this nursing home and he's like no he's like okay good and the fact that that man wasn't even going to try to hide it he was like we do not no god like, no oh, it's, yeah, like, it's not oh, a okay. secret like no <laughs> okay yeah, definitely. Right. got it <laughs> but i like that jack had an uh, a jake i want to call him jack because of shining this is our second what jack nicholson doing? movie by the way yeah. yes um yes and six years apart i think he wasn't one of the dancers in Cuties. <laughs> uh, thank God, no. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, I like that J Jake had an answer for everything. Like, no matter what the guy's answer was, he's like, okay, that's what we wanted. Just, you know, testing yeah. you. <laughs> yes. He's quick on his feet. And I mean, I guess as a, as a private dick, as it were, uh, you, you've got you've to be able to kind of roll with the punches yeah. and whatever anybody says, not not do anything but just go with it and and try to manipulate the language in a way that's that's advantageous to you so it's a tricky thing to do it's very very smart um yeah it's good scripts and it's fun to watch fun to listen to i do feel like older movies you know this movie the shining citizen kane uh clockwork orange all of those 
you really have to pay a lot more attention to in order to even know what's it, going they, on. They, they are not just throwaway popcorn movies. No, right? most it's movies just, that you watch these days, I can watch and then be on my phone and still know exactly what's going on. Here, yeah. I'm like, I can't have my phone near me. I need to pay attention yeah. or else yeah. I won't know what they're like. You look away for five minutes and it's you miss a lot. No, that's absolutely right. I mean, yeah. and, and that's that's part of the reason I think I really love older movies more generally is there, there's a story and it's a, it's a story that you need to pay attention to. And there's character development, there's character arcs. You get, yeah. you have some sort of emotional connection to these people in one way or another. And, and you care about what's happening. I love, again, I mean, we were talking about before we started, I love Marvel movies and I love superhero movies too. It's a different thing though. It's, yeah. it, those, it, that's, that is a, I'm, I'm here to, I like this character. I like superheroes. But if I miss something, it's like, ah, oh, damn, I didn't see that building blow up. It's not like, okay, I'm totally lost now. I have right. to buy what is happening. You can, to your point, you can pick up anywhere. And I think, I think it's like that more generally. There's not a ton of movies nowadays where it's, you really do have to focus on, on what's going on. And it's listen the, very I, closely because of the complexity of the dialogue. Right. It's, a, yeah. it's, the, it's the lowest common denominator thing, right? Uh, I, I there are some I can ignore it in a lot of movies, modern movies, but there are some where it really, really starts to grate on my nerves. The way that they they design them to to sort of explain everything to you, like they they can't yeah. respect the intelligence of the viewer. So you get um, you know expositional voiceovers, you get flashbacks at the like climax scene, so that you remember something that you saw in the beginning of the movie. And I and I every time I see that, I think. I remember it. I watched the movie. Like it's only an hour and a half. I'm, I didn't forget that this happened. You don't have to like put it back on screen for me. I should just be able to like tie this new scene back to what that was and have that <laughs> aha moment instead of you you spelling it out for me every single time. And, and it, it really bothers me the way they do that. But you know, they do it because I guess it's part of the whole marketing problem we have now. Like you have to make a movie that you think will reach everybody and that people will understand and it won't confuse them. Yeah. And they won't have to think too much. Yeah. Takiya, I think you were about to say something. Yeah, and I, I feel like after 2000, the movie's quality has kind of declined. I, I feel like from a, from this era up to the, the early, late 90s, that's where films and stuff were probably at their best, I feel like. Now I feel like it's just a rush to get a movie made. Get the and, next big franchise. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, and then to check all the boxes. There's a, right. There was a theory out there I heard once that... Um, that, uh, that something happened in the 90s and culture got stuck and it hasn't actually evolved very much over the last 20 to 30 years. Um, because, you know, before that, you know, every decade you could really like separate at least a portion of it and say, oh, you know, this is what it looks like. You can encapsulate it, the culture. And since then, I think it's gotten harder. I remember when, you know, we used to do 80s parties and then we would do 90s parties. And then when the, I, there's actually been 2000s parties at like clubs. And I think, what would you even wear to that? Or yeah. <laughs> like, is that even fun? And maybe it's fun for the kids who grew up in it, but. Velour, the, the, the terry cloth jumpsuit. You dress Velour? like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and boy bands. <laughs> I don't yeah. think it looks much different than the 90s, the late 90s. And you're, you're right, yeah. yeah. Now, and I think the, and Takiya, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth to, to tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the point that you were making is that for at least in my opinion, for a long time, um, movies, people were put in movies sometimes to a fault, right? But they were put in there because they they thought that that person would be the best 
the best actor or actress. Some and they're they're notoriously, you know, people were left out. Um, whole races of people were left out. But now yeah. there's there's certainly times now where it's like, okay, we have to, as you say, check this box, even if it doesn't necessarily for the story, or if yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah. even if it's not the best person for that character, just because we feel obligated to do it. Yeah, I, I don't um, like that. Yeah. No, so and I, I, I think, I mean, just more generally, like storytelling, yeah. I think has gotten dumber. Yeah. I think the, the, Eric, you, you hit a really good point that like the voiceover is one of the things that just, it, it is, it makes me crazy where it's like, we've seen this movie and then there's a voiceover that recaps and circles it back around and gives you this nice ending with a bow on it. And everybody understands because they think we're all very stupid and we can't take the time to watch the movie yeah. and come to our own conclusions. On it. And it's, it's really, really frustrating. Uh, mm -hmm. On the casting, on the casting thing you guys were talking about, um, I, I don't, I don't look at it so much as box ticking, but the the, the one thing that um, bothers me is that uh, a film will often be cast not with the best person to play the character, but with the most famous person that they could get that sort of matches the character, and that really really bothers me. It, you know, happens, I, sure. I don't know if I can think of an example, but uh, just uh, you know, whoever's the most the up and coming person gets. I mean. They're gonna. They're about to do a Super Mario movie, and for some reason, Chris Pat Pratt is the voice of Mario. I was about and, to say it happens a lot in animation with voices, oh. but it happens. It happens in real life too. And and I think like, why would that person get cast as that character? Like, just because they're currently very famous, so the the you know the company wants to, the studio wants to make money off of their name, instead no, of right. just finding someone who actually plays the part the best, which yeah, <laughs> would make a better movie. No, and I, I think I mean obviously sitting here as a non-movie executive saying this, but I, I mean, it's, it, I, I don't think the artistic integrity is really all that important for, for a lot of film houses. And it's, as you say, it's like, this is a Johnny Depp vehicle. This yeah. is a Chris Pratt vehicle. This is a X character. This is an X actor vehicle. And we know just by having their, their name, the movie is going to at worst make its money back. So we, yeah. we're not going to lose money because it has that person in it. And that's, I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same basic principle. Of like we're doing this because we think it'll make money in the same way that like. Not to tell a story. Yeah. We're, we're going to put this, this actor in because this person is a specific race, because we think it will bring an additional demographic in, not because we think that person's the best actor. So it's, people get super bent out of shape about it, but I mean, I, I think the best thing to do is just find the, the best actor for the best role. I mean, to me that the, the most afraid to take a risk anymore though. No. And I, I think like in, in some ways it franchises are missing out. Like to me, James Bond, the best possible James Bond is Idris Elba. It's a black guy. He's British. People have been saying that for years. Amazing. Yeah. But they haven't put him in. But now they're talking about having a female James Bond, which is the stupidest thing that I can possibly imagine. It's this womanizing, you know, playboy. And they're going to bring a woman. It, it, like, it's just, Instead it's not going to work. Instead of a separate story for Exactly, Shelly. Yeah. Yeah. I've said this before. It's like sometimes they're just, they slap uh, the title of something, like a, a brand onto a movie. And I think, but this is not even that movie. It's not that story you and that's because they want to capitalize on that brand no matter what they do with the story so i mean it's it's like when they made uh the gem and the holograms movie and it wasn't at all gem and the hologram i mean i didn't watch it but i heard enough about it to know 
it had nothing to do with the show. You mean, you should have just called it something else. Right. And then maybe people would have liked it more actually, because they wouldn't be so pissed like I was that she made <laughs> such a stupid adaptation. So yeah, there's a point where it becomes like, this isn't even the story anymore. So why are you calling it the story? Just make something new and let people love it. I'm sure when Chinatown came out, I don't know positively, but I don't think Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway were gigantic stars. And 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 this movie, you know, there's not a lot to to sort of market on besides yeah. it's a detective story. You know, it, it's not an existing source material, you know, franchise or something. No, that's <laughs> right. You get iconic, right? And the ending was not like all wrapped up in a nice little bow. You 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 don't know. Does the grandfather? take her yeah i mean we we think so but we don't know like what what happens do, do, to him? do people what, finally turn on him like does, does he get arrested what or is like, just, I, I, I hope yeah. jake goes back for her or something or is he just washing his hands at this because hey jake it's chinatown you know you also yeah. don't know like if the cops get in trouble or like what that all looks like for you know him just kind of shooting out and killing a woman yeah. and it, yeah like i mean who just shoots out randomly into the street yeah I think that's the point of the title of the movie is that you can do whatever you want in Chinatown and uh, nobody gets justice. Nobody, you know, cops won't be held accountable. You know, people just die on the streets uh, because it's lawless down there, which I think is, has been the case in America in many immigrant communities, right? Like anything goes. So that's where you go to do your dirty work because nobody cares about those people as much as they do the other parts of the city. So I have a question for everybody. Uh-huh. just out of curiosity um and i want everybody to answer what their thoughts were on this you know the movie was called chinatown and there was parts that took place in chinatown what did you all think about the scene in the restaurant where he had to eat the chinese food and he started saying like all these disgusting th- disgusting things about china and chinese food i'm just curious what your all's thoughts were on how that was handled i'll start i thought the uh the accent was a little much um you know, look, I'm, I'm all for, um, you know, making light of situations, but this was, it, it was beyond the pale. It was too much. He like, when he was doing the thing with the eyes, like it was, it was not good. Made me pretty uncomfortable. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, was it, I guess, was it a little more acceptable to have that kind of mockery or humor in there just because it was from the seventies and, you know, like maybe things were a little more easy. Sorry, Grace. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I mean, we, this is, you know, America has kind of a, a long history of, you know, menstrual shows and really terrible things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's weird that Nicholson was able to get away with that and uh, still make such a career for himself. Agreed. Shelly, what do you think? I think I missed that scene. You know, I think I think it was organic to the oh, storytelling, don't, oh, you? don't you? Yes. I was sorry. I was thinking about. Um, I was thinking about the 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 other joke that he told. Oh no no! I'm talking about later on when they finally make it to Chinatown. Yes, I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking yeah, yeah. about the joke when he told the lady to go into the lady the little girl's room. Oh, I remember that joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it made me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Eric, what were you saying about the? Chinese food scene. I was wondering if it was organic to the storytelling though. Like, can you take that out and it still works? Kind of like how we've seen in other movies, the use of like certain words, like, is that needed in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
those those people in in the restaurant they're bad guys right the, you know the, i guess the chinese mafia whatever you want to call it so uh you know he's he's he, is he being intentionally insulting not because he really feels that way because but because he's trying to push their buttons you know but does it get a pass because it was from the 70s or is it something with you know the cancel culture everything going on now is it something that somehow has slipped through the cracks nobody talks about that like everybody goes back and is calling out these movies is this something that might need like a disclaimer before the movie starts like um, some other movies are having Takia, what do you think yeah um i think it's just the times i mean even into like the 90s i mean you had you had people you know imitating um like gay people and whatnot so i, I feel like after now of course yeah i I don't feel like it needs a disclaimer because that, that was just like the, you know, it, it was okay to, not say okay, but like, it was a sign of times basically. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like now, no, you, you can't, I mean, but I don't think it needs a disclaimer. So if it were made now, it's a big no-no, but it was yeah. at the sign of the time. Well, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But if your so. kids watch something like that, aren't you worried they won't know that it's wrong? Wouldn't you explain it to them though, that, that this was, this was something that you that, that, that was you know i'll say common back then but but a little more accepted back then and that wouldn't be acceptable well, now i would tell them hopefully your children aren't watching this movie because there's several things you'd have to explain to them of course i mean i don't i doubt no, I no, don't, i'm not talking about you i'm no. talking about eric's <laughs> comment oh yeah yeah yeah. you yeah. more generally yeah, yeah. takia i know how much you love like chinese food and asian food and all did it make you really hungry seeing like all the noodles and stuff I, mean, I know extremely <laughs> I get very hungry too watching food on yeah, screen especially noodles. and oftentimes I'm like what are they eating I want some of that right now especially Just, noodles especially yeah. no- well when I saw the noodles I was like oh Takiya's probably drooling right now at this scene I was thinking <laughs> his fortune I mean it's, foreshadowing right well do what oh I said what do you think of his fortune from the cookie foreshadowing foreshadowing right yes very, very oh, much I mean it was it was vague enough where you, you really had to think about it. But yeah, I mean, looking back at it now, really, it, it seems to make sense. So all I could think about when the credits rolled, it was like, hot damn. I mean, that's what a lot of mysteries do, right? They kind of drop little things that might reveal something all the way at the end. Like Citizen Kane, you saw the joy he had with the sled. And it, you know, I think in, in the beginning with the sled, did you see that the name of the sled was Rose Butter? No. There was a rose painted on it. Okay. So there might have been little things like that dropped through. So I think in this movie, definitely. I mean, the fortune was vague enough that watching it and seeing the fortune, you wouldn't think fast forward through like that's what's going to happen. But looking back. For sure. What do you think, Ruth? Um, I have to be honest. I when I watched part of the first half of the movie, it was really early. So I don't even remember that, to be honest. But um, I will. The fortune, they kind of quickly showed it like i don't think they gave you enough time to really read it and process it because they didn't want to again this movie doesn't spell things out for you yeah you gotta pay attention everything no matter how subtle could be important and it should be that's the Chekhov's gun uh concept right do you know you guys know that one like uh, if if you don't so Chekhov is a playwright and uh and there's this concept called Chekhov's gun where you shouldn't introduce something in a story if it doesn't have any meaning to the story. So the idea is if a gun is introduced at the beginning, you know, somebody gets a gun, then it better have it better come into play later in the story or there was absolutely no point to that. And that's bad storytelling. 
So wow, it means like wow. everything that you put into the story had better have a point. And, and I think filmmaking, that is very important because you shouldn't film scene. If you're filming a scene and it literally could just be removed from the movie and it doesn't change anything, then you shouldn't have filmed it. I like that because um, I have seen, especially movies, I guess you would say past certain times that um, I'd be like, this movie's so drawn out. This movie could have ended a half hour ago. So like, why are you just throwing all this stuff in kind of thing like that you know because it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what's been going on so i like it to where you yeah like we're paying attention and you get to be like okay well this is gonna play its way somewhere in the movie not just some something they just threw in and i think we've kind of uh, done that in our discussions of these movies in in the fogies podcast uh, we're, we're sort of going scene by scene and, and we've asked ourselves a few times, like, you know, why do you think they did that? Like, what is that in there for? And is, is it useful? And this goes back to, you know, people using racial slurs or other, you know, bad language in a film. Like, it, it, did they just put that in there to shock somebody? Or is there a reason that that informs us something about the character? Otherwise, why is it in there? You're, you're just, I don't know, trying to shock people or trying to be transgressive or something. Yeah, no, so I guess I think... Stuart, Stuart and Shelley, you, you didn't watch this movie with your ch children then? We did not. No, 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 no. She's lying. We forced them to watch it. And when <laughs> they started crying, we spanked them and made them come back and stare at it. That's right. Clockwork yeah, absolutely. Orange. It's a whole clockwork orange thing. Okay. Got to <laughs> cold water in their face. Watch it. Held their eyes open. Look at the movie. This is what your mother likes. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you i did not think the china the china man joke from his office i didn't think it was that funny when they when he got to the the you know punchline i was like oh okay no. okay <laughs> it's just the, the, i'm telling you the funniest part was when he, he excused her they made her leave yeah you go on <laughs> the dames can't handle yeah. this abroad yeah <laughs> Dear me. <laughs> small brain can't possibly handle this. <laughs> so no, it wasn't funny. But no. Mm -mm. Well, the only good thing was at least he um opened the door for her from the car while she waited, and then he opened the door uh the uh, door for her when they went in the building. <laughs> there was an awful lot of smoking again. We keep seeing this in the older movies, yes. and it kind of throws me a little bit. I'm like, why everyone is smoking up? <laughs> all the time in fact look at the poster i i think that yeah that's him smoking and it becomes yep. like for air or some yep. nonsense well, again it was fashionable back then so that that's yeah that's oh yeah it made everyone look glamorous but why yeah. is the smoke making her look like medusa oh <laughs> it does. It looks yeah. like snakes i was gonna actually speak to shelly's point uh that i also do not like this poster very much <laughs> no it's quite bad i, I, don't, I don't know like why. her eyebrows um but i did uh I think I feel like I mentioned this to you guys already, but I just recently watched a documentary called 24 by 36, which is, it's a, it's a documentary about film posters. And so they talk about like from the beginning of time until oh. now. And, uh, and then they talk about how until about the like late eighties um, posters were almost always like a commissioned artist, a very respectable commissioned artist would, would make a painting for the poster huh. and that would be part of the marketing and they would spend a lot of money on it. And, you know, if you think back through some of your favorite movies from that time and then, you know, yeah. previous to the eighties, 70s, 60s, 50s, like it's some incredible art. And, and, and this would be one, I mean, I don't particularly like this one but I think it's considered a classic and, and it's hand painted and, and, um, and they don't make them like that anymore. And so the movie talks about how, like I was saying earlier it, it pretty much started 
in the 90s where they started doing this floating heads thing. Yeah. Which probably makes a lot of sense when you're thinking about in your head, like just a floating head and then maybe a little image at the bottom and then the title because it became more about like, who's in this movie? Mm-hmm. And not necessarily because they were the best people to play the characters, but just because they were stars and you should see the movie because they're stars. And, uh, and that also ties into what we were talking about, about how, how they market movies now and, and how they green light them in the first place is who's gonna be in it, put their face on the poster as big as life. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you often, when you look at the posters nowadays, you don't even know what the movie's about because it's just somebody's face. Like, what yeah. is this? Well, well, Chinatown, you at least get this, I mean, there's not much <laughs> on this poster, but you kind of get a, I guess like a vibe, an atmosphere. You, you get a sense of mystery yeah. and intrigue. Oh. Yeah. And and they kind of are showing you at the bottom that's like a wave. So it has to do with water. Uh, and at the top, yeah. the smoke yeah. kind of looks like water as well. And yeah. it's like somebody's oh, I see that. Yeah. But it's all, it water. also makes her look like an amorphous kind of ghost like mystery. Yeah. Like she's yeah. this unknowable thing and he's trying to figure out what is her deal this whole time. No, that's right. Uh, Eric, I, I have a question. I, what are you drinking this evening? Oh, this is a uh, Ironically, because of Roman Polanski, <laughs> all the other fogies know this is my go-to drink for podcasting, which is, uh, it's called a French kiss. It's equal parts sweet and dry vermouth with a little squirt of lemon in it. What type of vermouth do you use? What type of sweet vermouth do you use? Oh, I actually buy the cheapest stuff these days. Oh <laughs> I think it's called Tribuno. I know. I, I, I've done Martini and Rossi before, which is, you know, that's like mid-level, I guess. But Spend yeah. the money and get Carpano Antica. It's really good. Carpano? Carpano Antica. It's yeah, it's okay. sweet vermouth. It's I mean it's not crazy pricey, but it's like 25 bucks for like 350 milliliters, but it's really, Ooh. really, really good. That is expensive actually. <laughs> it's it's quite oh. good. Okay, that oh. might be better for um some cocktails call for sweet vermouth. I had a left hand today. Yeah, it's very good. But oh, what's a left hand? A left hand is uh, ounce and a quarter of bourbon, three quarters of an ounce of Campari, three quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth and chocolate bitters. Chocolate so it's like, bitters. Yeah, so it's like a Boulevardier or a Negroni kind of, but uh, it's got different bitters and the, the specs are a little bit different. That sounds good. I have everything but the chocolate bitters, but Fahad and I just found this wine market that has like a million bitters. I mean, every bitter you can imagine and chocolate was one of them. So I, I should pick some up. And there for me, it has different types of steaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. I think we need to have a party, sto- a party soon. Steaks and, and drinks. <laughs> steaks and drinks. Yes. Yeah, I'll cook the steaks. Part. You guys handle the drinks since I don't know any about anything of that stuff. <laughs> but I do know steak. There you go. Yes. So you can cook, you can be the bartender. That'd be fun. And I will be the I love making taster. Well, we'll have two because I think Eric will be both of you can teach each other stuff. Absolutely. That's right. Well, I don't know. He might he might be very impressive. I have no clue. But as long as there's mocktails for me. Okay. As long as we've got mocktails for me. Yes. I'm impressive to Fahad, who knows nothing about cocktails. Fahad, I would I would tell you, I bought a while back. Um, have you ever had curious elixirs? They're, they're booze free. I was I was just showing Eric that uh, the website for it. It's, I haven't had. I've it. had I've had the number one, which is a takeoff on a. Um, I think it's a takeoff on a Negroni, so it's a little bit bitter. Mm-hmm. And then I had the number two. The girl at our, our my work is is sober, and she got that one. It's 
it's got like pineapple, but it's got jalapeno in it too. So it's kind of spicy. I'd it's like sort that. of like a takeoff on a margarita or dark and stormy. It's really good. You know, have to. They're they're really really good. Okay, I'll definitely order. I, I was looking like I think Facebook was showing me an ad for it, and I was thinking about it. Although one of them is sold out, I can't remember which one. They they and their prices jump all over the place, so you got to time it right. Mm. But it's they're they're really good if you're looking. Okay. For yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, they're sponsoring this episode, so we're doing. <laughs> Brought to you by. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I mean, Eric, maybe that's what you should do is reach out to these places and say, hey, I'll create a cocktail that people should drink with this movie and give them the ingredients and say for your alcohol brand or whatever to use that if you give us a little money to sponsor it. Well, I have this, I have had this idea to design a cocktail for every, every movie. I love that idea. That is a fantastic fucking idea. I'll do one for you too. But I, I think I'm already doing too much, so I don't want to like add <laughs> no. another project. To no, my no, no, no. <laughs> I love making. He loves I'm, making drinks. I, I enjoy doing it. I can I can come up with a. I don't know if I can do it every single week, but I can I can try. The key. Does anybody the key have is. anything else to add before we rate our movie? I want we, to add. We have to do. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh. Kia, oh, go on. Nope. Um. The movie poster, Fear and Loathing Las Vegas, had a smoke that smoke head. Okay, that's all. It was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of we were talking about earlier, then we switched it to to yeah, one. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're I not gonna that poster. Yeah, that one sticks yeah. out. That's we're not gonna oh, reminds sorry. me of this poster. So, I, sorry, go ahead. I keep trying to anticipate the end of that conversation. <laughs> I'm not doing very well. Uh, we're not gonna rate the movie actually today. Oh, okay. Uh, because I'm the here. Fool, the fool will watch it and then we'll rate together. Okay, perfect. Um, but what? What? Uh, let's see if there's anything we, else. To we're gonna we're gonna do a recast, though, right? We are gonna do a recast. So, yeah. okay. So I hope yeah. everyone has a recast for this one, even though it was a bonus episode. I do. I won. I do. Ruth, you do. Takia, do you? I do. Yeah. Yes. Just call me, maybe. <clears throat> We can make tequila. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Stuart, collect your thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah, Stuart's gonna I, read. I, I okay, it's that time again for. Recast. Each episode ends with the recast game, where we each play casting director and choose a different actor from any era, living or dead, to portray a character in the film instead. First up is Ruth. Um, so another actor I thought of that was popular in the 1970s, especially, um, well, in, in The Godfather was, I thought Robert De Niro would have been really good. I think he could really fit that vibe too, um, especially with or, um, the mobster type feel yeah. in it, in the old time with the, you know. For which um, character? For for Jack Nicholson? Yeah, for Jack Nicholson. Yeah, so I thought he would do a good job. Cool. Yeah, no, I think he'd he'd do he'd do a good job. He's um obviously a strong actor who's been in a variety of different types of movies, so he could he could do well. Michelle, your Okay. Michelle. So, <laughs> I recast um Faye Dunaway's character if as if it were being remade present day i thought jessica chastain mm. would play 
What can't That's she? That's a great call. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys seen um, the Eyes of Tammy Faye? Yes. No. The, the, the Tammy Faye Baker thing on HBO. Yeah. I have not seen it. Is it good? That's Jessica Chastain, it's and she's good. incredible. Really? Yeah. Wow. Fahad, I didn't realize you'd watched it. Yeah, I watched it a few weeks ago, like oh, a month okay. ago. Or so yeah. I wish we I thought we talked about it. Maybe not. <laughs> she she really pulls it off um it's it's just unbelievable she really can do anything so yeah she's great it'd be fun to watch her do this yeah for sure uh takia let's hear your recast all right so i decided to cast uh, recast jay dunaway with um elizabeth taylor from back in the day before it, when she was younger mm. she had kind of had that 1930s vibe and um those kind of sleepy 1930s woman eyes womanly eyes and it was weird yeah. but, i mean yeah so she to me in my mind fit Faye dunaway and this character in this movie so that's my recast i like that I yeah and she was beautiful when she was Trauma. younger i mean that's yeah it. and she could definitely handle the dance sequence so i i like that mm-hmm. would, yes she would cut a nice rug <laughs> <laughs> ignore me <laughs> I have Fahad, your recast. Um, so my recast is for Noah Cross, the father. Um, and if the movie were made now, I was thinking Donald Sutherland. That's a great call. He could give that kind of creepy vibe or something's not quite right. And then when you find out what was going on, you're like, oh yeah, that's that, <laughs> that, makes that totally makes sense then. That's yeah, good. that's him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Eric, yourself. So I almost recast Noah Cross, but I was going to do Jason Robards, but um, I like Fahad's better. That's <laughs> it's, it's creepy. Jason Robards would be good. Yeah, he'd be good, but I, I do see like the creep factor from from Donald Sutherland. Um, so I'm going to recast uh, Jack Nicholson's character, Jake Giddis. Did you notice, by the way, how uh, the father Noah yes. Cross kept saying "gets"? Gets. He just stopped correcting. He's like, "just gets." He's like, he has no respect for anybody. Obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, so I was going to recast uh, Jake, uh, Jack Nicholson's character with Dean Stockwell, um, who's you probably know who that is. Best known for his role as Al on Quantum Leap. Ah, oh, that guy. So he's already had like kind of a hard boiled detective slash reporter vibe to me, especially from that show. And um, and uh, and I so I thought he might bring a play the character in a very interesting way and, and be able to nail the character, but it would be a completely different vibe than Jack Nicholson. Quite good. Now, I also recast Jack Nicholson. Um, you know, the, I, I chose Jimmy Stewart. I, I don't know that he has that same kind of rough and tumble, hard-boiled is a, a good way to describe it, vibe to him. But uh, aesthetically, I think he would fit the role quite well. And I... I, I I mean, I don't know. I think he's got the acting chops and I'm, I'm partial to him anyway. And my, my wife has a, uh, an undying crush on it. Yes. So we <laughs> we <laughs> learned about that during uh, rear window. No, it's okay. It's all well, right. I was going to ask, is it because Shelly is obsessed with him or in love with him or because of his last name? It's well, I mean, he, he really does have a striking last name. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, Shelly hits me if I don't, you know, recast Jimmy Stewart and everything. So it's. Uh, Shelly, I'm know, surprised you haven't recast anybody with Jimmy Stewart. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
If there's nothing else, it's time we all share who we think the fool was. So, yeah, it was going to be, I thought, just an open debate. But, yeah, we can do what Fahad said, and we'll do our, the normal thing we do with the chat. And then we can talk about it after we all put in our <laughs> answer. Right. Just type the name in, and then when I get to the row on zero, hit enter. Three, two, one, zero. <laughs> all right. so, we've got... so yeah i actually i effed it up really bad i was kind of pissed about it actually so <laughs> how did you guys tell you... i was kind of mad a little bit <laughs> sorry what did you do <laughs> i don't know i i i think i the time travel thing i the... <laughs> eric <laughs> I yeah. thought I was being really obvious about the ridiculousness, though. I really didn't think I was trying to fool anyone. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, yeah, I, I wasn't I was trying, trying to, like, trick anybody. I, I will say I was, I, I had a feeling, Takia, but then there were moments of Shelly with your huh. synopsis as well. So I was a little bit between Shelly, Takia, and then Takia, I thought maybe you were just playing along, potentially, about the time travel thing, too. You were kind of like giving a little nod to Eric, like, yeah, you know, in the time travel. But um okay, so you have to believe what I thought. I thought I messed the whole thing up. Everyone started laughing that that because no. um, I played along with because you know I, I only glanced at the um at the synopsis, not knowing what to expect with the whole fool thing. Like I, I didn't even know I was, I was supposed to even how much to even add to it to make it seem to, to make it obvious or not obvious. So I, I don't you know. You did great. You did yeah. great. Yeah. You were fine. Oh, you were good. That'd be, it's a hard Assignment. That would be hard, yeah. I we also like <laughs> beginning, and it's, it's comforting to hear that you guys didn't even it, it. You bounced to other people because the time travel thing. I felt like I messed the whole thing up in the beginning, and you got. I, I wanted it to flow, and I was like, I, I effed it up. So I don't know. I was yeah, Eric. You <laughs> threw an early curveball. <laughs> I really yeah. didn't. I really wasn't trying either. I just I was just trying to be funny. <laughs> but we that's also, that's, I don't know if you noticed, Tiki, well, you wouldn't have known, but we lied about a, a lot of other things, Takiya. Oh, well, okay. You'll see. Once you watch this. Yeah, once you watch the movie, you can listen. But okay. I will say, like I said, I thought maybe you could be just going along with Eric and being like, oh, yeah, and the time travel. Because you kind of said it as a, a a quick last remark before we Yeah, that on. didn't throw me. I didn't think, I just thought, like, you were, he was being like completely obvious and you were just like yeah yeah the time travel well, I, thought, I agree yep a red flag for me came with with uh when jack nicholson's nose we we're talking about the lady or something <laughs> you guys almost tripped me up on that because i didn't realize we were gonna make more lies and yeah. i was like oh, oh, oh. well so so here's the key here's what really nailed it first of all you did a really good job with trying to go roll with the punches of us so throwing like, these lies your way like there was nothing in a Chinese restaurant, nothing about Chinese food, but oh, you you answered okay. along with it. But okay. on the flip side, what gave it away was Shelly's like, I don't remember that scene. <laughs> so oh. that means it wasn't Shelly. And then Ruth being like, I, I watched her early. I, I don't remember. So by process of elimination, those two were already out. And then Eric kind of throw. I mean, based off of what Eric's even wearing, I mean, you know, you watch the movie. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you, you, you can get this from just promotional uh, images. But you also, in your synopsis, you said a few things that were more than your, in your thoughts on the movie, you said a few specifics that you wouldn't have gotten from. Did I? I really thought I kept it like I very, think. very. Yeah. But I know I, I said, I realized I said a lot of specific things in my synopsis. Did, yeah. And I was like, oh. Well, it makes me feel better again. I just thought I just messed it up for the whole thing. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. 
So I was kind of like not happy about it at first. And then I was like, okay, okay, whatever. But um, I like that it turned into us basically pulling pranks on the fool the whole time by making up plot points that didn't exist. (laughs) So out of the things that we said, what did not exist was a lady did not bite his nose. It was Roman Polanski. The director played a a character that cut him. Yeah. Um, There was no uh, scene in a Chinese restaurant in Chinatown where he was saying terrible things, mocking slanted eyes, eating Chinese food. There was no noodles, nothing like that. Oh, so you, did you know then I was was a fool? Uh, At that point I knew, but that's why I was like doing the noodles thing, but you you didn't, you didn't hesitate. You just went right around with it. That was fun. That was fun. Like you just played along with it. Um, And then the other thing that did not happen is there there was no dance sequence. (laughs) (laughs) That made me laugh. That was funny. And there's no aliens and no time travel. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I thought that, yeah. I was just trying to blend in really well and do good on, the, on this. And then, like, when I said the time travel, I was like, oh crap. But then I, I, <laughs> I take a little peek at the synopsis here a little bit and was, again, and it's like, oh, that is um, time. I will away. say th- a few other things that did give it away is you were a little uncharacteristically quiet. Um, I was, I was not happy. I, I yeah, was like, okay. I, I thought I messed it up. That's why. Yeah. No, not at all. No, no, but um, I still think it was fun. The overall, like, I think it gave yeah. us a chance to play around with it too. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But definitely go watch the movie. Um, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. with the mix of what was real and what wasn't, you don't remember what really happened in the movie, so you'll enjoy. Oh, so of course. Yeah. Yeah, so now, now that we know the fool is, I was kind of, you know, struggling before we had this meeting. I was trying to decide, like, should I hide how much I know or should I just be really detailed? Because I didn't want it to be super obvious for anybody. So I was like, maybe I won't say, like, everything that I would normally say during during a recording. But there were a couple things, if I can remember them now, that I wanted to point out once the fool was revealed, which is... Um, first, uh, you know the character Ida Sessions, who pretends to be mm-hmm. Mrs. Mulroney? Yeah. That's uh, Diane Ladd. Yep. Oh. Who is Laura Dern's mother. Oh. And that's the woman that he finds in, in the apartment. Right. That she was pretending um, to be Mrs. Whatever. Yes. And uh, the other thing was mostly just for Fahad. So, you know, Fahad, how we're doing our friend anniversary where we have a very expensive dinner. Yep. Uh, so, guys, we got our reservation for a place in D.C. called uh, Métier. Uh, and it's a it's a seven course fixed menu that you have it costs two hundred dollars. Oh wow! So I, I'm very excited about it. It's going to be very nice, very fancy. We're going to feel very adult and sophisticated. But uh, it's called metier, and I have never heard that word before. And then I made that reservation, and then watched Chinatown. And Jack Jake uses the word metier. He's oh, having wow. a conversation with somebody who says it's my metier, and it means it's French for like job or profession or trade. Oh wow. And so I heard that and I was like, what? <laughs> so, so you're doing, um, so it's French food? Oh, uh, I guess if I remember the menu, it did, it was kind of French. Yeah, yeah. I'm a very big fan of food and I like trying. I am too. So. And so, yeah, Fahad, I, I can tell you were hoping that there had been a Chinese food restaurant scene in this movie, but I don't <laughs> think there was any eating at all. <laughs> I, I love food scenes in movies because I like seeing or in TV shows. I'm like, oh, what are they eating? Although he interrupts that guy at dinner, and that we were talking oh, yeah. about like yeah. the treatment of women in this movie, and I was like, oh, this, he walks in and, and the wife has been punched in the face clearly. Yeah, oh, eating, yeah. and it's yeah. like, oh god, oh, Miss Guinness. 
<laughs> yeah, that was that was uncomfortable actually. Yeah, he forgot he wasn't on the Rocky movie, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so she got really seemed like a nice guy. It was like that was the guy from the Sopranos. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> I know. He was at Rocky. Curly was his name. It was in Rocky. Really? So was he really old? In the Sopranos, yeah. Oh, okay. Really old. Well. And Ruth, you're saying he was in Rocky? Yeah, he was um what's her face's brother. Oh, I don't know what's your face, but um Adrian's brother. Adrian. <laughs> Everybody shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry you say that and you when in uh, connection to Rocky, you have to. Drunk guy. <laughs> like he was always had drinking. Yeah. Um, I feel yeah. like um, there's a few actors who seem to have never been young, and Jack Nicholson is one of them because this was like 50 years ago, but he's still not like young. He's balding. <laughs> he's yeah, very I mean, balding. He was very skinny though. He was very slender. He was. Yeah, he was much more slender. What What year was this? 1970. What? Or. When was Shining? Uh, six years later. Okay. Oh, so this was, first. was this his first movie? No. no. Uh, he was in the original Little Shop of Horrors. And I remember as a kid seeing, I saw part of it. I was up way too late one day, you know, watching TNT. I think it was like Monster Vision or something. And, uh, and they were showing it. So I remember seeing him in the clip and it's black and white. And so he does look younger, but I still don't think he looked like young. That would have been he's ever looked young. No. He's just like one of those teenagers that looked in their 30s already. Yeah. Same thing for like Steve Martin. Yeah. yeah. Permanently that age. They were born that Martin age. Short. Martin Short's always. Yeah. He always looks. Yeah, he's looking. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony oh, Hopkins. Yeah. Oh, that's a good, a good movie you should see is from the 70s, also starring Anthony Hopkins called Magic. Um, and he's still not like young, young, but he looks as young as I've seen him. And he plays a ventriloquist who thinks <laughs> his dummy's alive. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a tour de force performance. It's amazing. I heard that he didn't want to take the, he took the dummy home and, he, and it traumatized him because he was so scary. <laughs> I read it in a commentary. You know, I hadn't seen a movie, I thought it in the commentary. Did so, I ever tell you guys my ventriloquist dummy story? What? So I was no. kind of, um, so a, as a kid, I kind of was fascinated with them. Uh, but then I saw this, there was a horror short that played on, I think it played on USA, but maybe also HBO at one point about a ventriloquist dummy that comes alive and then hacks the woman who owns it to death in her kitchen. Oh. And it's like oh. 15 minutes or something. And after that, I was like, whoa, no. And, but, um, but my parents, you know, parents are struggling to find presents for their kids. And I think they knew that I was fascinated by them. So so uh, it was it was like my seventh or eighth birthday and we go out for like the typical like midday kids birthday celebration and then we come home and they made this big sort of pomp and circumstance about coming home and I was like what's going on and they opened up the door and they made me go in first and just sitting in my dad's recliner watching us come in the door was a ventriloquist dummy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I guess it was my present <clears throat> and I was like uh, that's very disturbing. I'm sure that was my dad's idea, but it was actually my mom's dummy from when she was a kid, and it, it was like designed like Howdy Doody, Mr. Oh. Marbles. Yeah. So I still have him. He's in my. He's in the attic in the Eve back at my parents' house. Does he ever haunting, move? Haunting the Eve. What are you doing? <laughs> I I would think about it at night sometimes. I would honestly. Yeah. I, I enjoyed having him. I thought it was a really cool gift, but I would think about it at night, especially oh. with the guy with the clown doll. 
that's what I was just thinking. Of. Awesome, and, scary movie. And, and ch- Child's Play. Yeah. Oh, that poor oh, clown yeah. doll in Scary Movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's oh violated. Yeah, <laughs> it's so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it like try to escape under the bed and like grab yeah. it? Out? Yeah, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Did you guys mention why this was one of the greatest movies of all time? Did anyone did you guys talk about that? I wanted to hear what you guys thought about that before, before Stuart closes it. You Sorry. Know, so I'll give my rating since it's not going to matter. Um, and you guys can, I would give it three, five. In that, in that area. It was good. I liked it. I, I don't feel a need to revisit the movie. Um, I would not put it in the same class as many of the other movies on the top, top, you know, 50 list. Um, you know, it, when you've got something like this versus say it's a wonderful life or versus Godfather or versus Casablanca, it's, I didn't think it was in the same league as those movies. Um, I it liked, was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. I liked it. I liked it. It's it's not me trashing the movie. It's a it's a very good movie. It is not a great movie to me. Um, it's maybe I don't know cinema well enough to be able to. You're just uncultured. It's re- I really am. <laughs> I, I am just lowbrow. Just philistine. Yeah. No. It's I liked it. Uh, it this. It's not if it. But you wouldn't. Ru- you weren't rushing up. Yeah, I wouldn't even watch it if it was I wouldn't, on TV. I wouldn't flip it on if it was on TV. I feel com- glad that I saw it. Um, I, I don't. It, again, I liked it, but I, I I wouldn't put it as you know. Like I like Goodfellas, which is by no metric nearly as highly ever rated as a movie. I like Goodfellas <laughs> infinitely better than this. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah, I think it's um maybe it's 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 a classic because probably the context of the time that it was made in, um, it's a little bit shocking for 1974 uh, and the capability of its director. Uh, I would probably leave it on if it came on television, which I mean we don't do stuff like that anymore, like flip through channels and leave stuff on. We just go stream something right. we want. But but if that were the case, I would probably leave it on for the performances. I think Jack Nicholson and Faye Dunaway. It's like that's enjoyable to watch. Yeah, and I mean the ending was quite good. I thought the the twist in the movie was, to me, totally unexpected, um, yeah. and so it's it's definitely worth a watch. It's a good movie, um, and the acting is is quite good. But I, I I I don't put it in the same category as a lot of those other you know truly great great films. Yeah, I, I'm pr- I'm pretty in line with Stuart. I mean, it was you know it was a good movie. It was enjoyable, um, but it's not like you know high up there uh for me either um even compared to some of the other movies that we've watched like uh that are highly regarded like citizen kane um and the shining and clockwork orange yeah uh you know this one's it's enjoyable but i mean i don't think i'm like eric i probably won't watch it again if it's on tv um well maybe certain scenes like the slapping scene that was disturbing, but <laughs> certain scenes. Something was so absurd. Airplane instead. Something was so absurd about it. Yeah. It's just so absurd. I, I have to watch that again. It, yeah, that is not something we are making up. <laughs> that, that, that really happened. 
<laughs> I wonder, like, was the acting as why it got the, the every it's, it's listed in everything top ten of everything, and it's now you you guys will sound excited about it. So I'm like, well, why I, is- I think it goes to what we talked about a while back. Like for me, especially, you know, I'm a product of the last like 20, 30 years of pop culture and entertainment. Yeah. So to me, you know, older movies, it's hard for me to watch them now and be like, oh my god, that's one of the best movies. Um, because I'm used to movies now and the way their stories are told now and the glitz and the glam and the action and the okay. everything. Um, so for me, it's harder to, and it sounds horrible and it sounds very surface, but it's harder for me to appreciate those classics, <laughs> watching them for the first time yeah. now, just like watching an old horror movie for the first time. Now you'll be like, Oh, those special effects were dumb. Oh, that wasn't scary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm the, I'm the exact opposite. I get, into old movies i really do and um i I find the storytelling in a lot not obviously not every movie but i I often find the storytelling is something that i'm craving where it's it's not this bubblegum just and i i love those movies too but because i don't have it i i want that but again this one it's you 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 need to watch it it's good it's a it's a good movie it is yeah it's not the best movie i've ever seen It, it is a good movie it's okay. not a waste of your time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't I, no, I think that. I, I just wanted, yeah, that does one of the things. And no one talked about like, why it was like the top 10 of everything, of everything I, I read, I, AFI and uh, whatever. You know, I read that it was the best screenplay ever written. Mm-hmm. I, I oh, don't man. know that I would say that that's right. Um, but again, coming from an uncultured you know, Southern hillbilly. So what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> um, Takia, just out of curiosity, what was your reaction when you got the text saying you were the fool? I was like, I was excited, you know, uh-huh. like, like, oh, okay, it'd be, it'd be fun to play it, play along. I was yeah. secretly <laughs> hoping I'd get it. Oh, really? <laughs> I started to get a little nervous after a while. I was like, I, I, I feel like I, I didn't know how much to say, how little to say. I didn't know it was, it was, we were going to reveal it in the beginning when I, okay, Takia, what, 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 what's your synopsis? Uh, I'm the fool. I, I thought it maybe was coming to beginnings. I didn't know what to expect. So I was kind of like, I, I got a little anxious actually, not, not in a sweating bullets type way. Just, I was just like, hope I don't mess this up. Like, you did fine. You did, Takia. Yeah, er- Eric, when I was watching it, I think I watched it on Monday night. Yeah. I was so worried that you might hear that kind of music from that time. And I was like, I was worried that you I would. hope he doesn't hear it because he knows that's not what I would normally be watching music with, <laughs> with that kind of music. Just oh. sweeping music. From- yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I actually, some moments when it was getting loud, I kind of put the volume down. But- yeah, I put the volume down and I shut my vent, which is right under your bedroom, because I watched it late last night. And I was uh. like, I don't want him to hear anything. <laughs> And the opening music was a little bit loud. And I was like, God damn it, be quiet. <laughs> I was watching Simpsons last night. So that probably drowned out whatever you were watching. I heard that. I heard you watching uh, Simpsons. See? That's good. You heard me watching Simpsons. So I didn't hear you. <laughs> okay. It's been a few weeks later and our fool has watched Chinatown. Uh, and that's Takia. So now that you've watched it, Takia, you can let us know uh, what you thought about the movie and, and anything about the conversation that we had previously that you now want to speak on now that you've seen uh, what the movie is actually about uh, and not what we said, which was, you know, aliens and um, yeah. time travel, <laughs> racism. Uh, and then, uh, and then after that, we'll all do our ratings so we can see what the full foggy average is. Hit it. 
And well, I like the kind of the old the old the detective nineteen thirties plot line. Um, I had to look over some of the names of everyone. Um, yeah, it was it's a good old fashioned kind of detective kind of thriller movie. You know, I like Jack Jack Nicholson's character. He was Giddies. Wait, I didn't look at some of the Jake. Yeah, I didn't look at some of the names. I saw it last week. I, I like this acting. I'm trying to cross the same that. It was a very straightforward uh, murder mystery. Um, like some of the people, you guys were just calling about this about him slapping um, Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, slapping Evelyn. Oh. Uh, and that was, yeah. <laughs> I think daughters. It was, that was weird, but I think it kind of, it was, <laughs> kind of, kind of made to heighten the, the, the dramatism, the, the dramaticism of the movie by making the same thing with the word. Um, yeah, you find out that that oh, I was shocked when you found out that her that the girl she was taking care of was um her sister and daughter from her dad. And this is weird, but I, I don't, I'm not sure how when a dad and a dad rapes his his uh, daughter. How do you have a normal looking child like that? I was a little surprised at that, the genetics and all. You, you know, so that was a little that was shocking. And then um. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I mean, it, it was just a kind of straightforward murder mystery. Um, at the end, she got shot. The way they she showed the the blood and gore for shot in the head. That was kind of crazy as she was driving away. And um, yeah, um, <laughs> it was so straightforward. I, I don't I don't know. It was a, um, we found the glasses in the water and, and knew that oh, this is salt water. See, sorry, salt water. So he knew that something. He knew that the the guy that that was her Evelyn's father. That's how they found out that, that he was in, that he was um, implicated in the, the murder of her husband. So um, yeah, so I I, so you, I like the um, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I say it right. So 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 you you might disagree, obviously, but yeah. how do you feel, or how would you um, justify why so many people consider it one of the best movies of all time? From what you saw. Okay, that's a good comment on that one. Um, it was just straightforward to me. I'm sorry, Cam's over here doing this thing. Um, it was, I didn't see it as a top 100 movies. Um, I would put other movies on uh, as the, as, with that title. Can you guys hear me, by the way? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So better or worse yeah. than um, Spice World? I'm kidding. Huh. <laughs> I, that was a joke, yeah, don't answer. Do <laughs> Anyway, go on. Go I'll on. Give a little, anyway, I don't think it would, it would be in a, a top 100 movies of all time, top 50 movies. It's just too straightforward for me. It was just literally a, a murder mystery. We found out who did it. La di da. Boom, boom, boom. Good acting. But there's other movies I put that it would give that, I get that status to. Not Chinatown. Um, I don't get why it was the top 50 movies. Yeah, I didn't hate it. But like you guys said, it was a good movie, but it wasn't, you know. Like I would put like a uh, beautiful mind and some other ones on on uh, in place of, in terms of the top fifty movies. If you guys know what beautiful minds with Russell, Russell Crowe and movies like that, um, and other ones that were yeah of that okay. title. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so that makes told, sense. It, it was just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So so we told a lot of lies when we had the actual episode recording. Uh, were you look? Did you were you accidentally looking for any of those things, or did you think of them while you were watching? Well, here's something. It's interesting what happened. I actually got. Uh, I was a little pissed because I, <laughs> I started going. You said something about a spaceship, and they and they, and they went travel back in time. 
So I kind of went along with that. I thought that was what happened. And then everyone started giggling, laughing, and I thought I gave away the fool too early. So I was disappointed. Okay. Oh, okay. yes, I was disappointed. That's what that's what happened. So that's but uh, to find out that you guys didn't even suspect me right away. So anyway. mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. But you didn't. You didn't expect uh, you didn't expect anything from your viewing that you didn't get, and and we're like, oh, they must have made it up. Oh no, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. So uh, I guess we can do our ratings now. I'll okay. let Fahad do the honors. Thank you. So as you know, zero to five. You can do quarter increments. Uh, everybody, type in your thing, uh, your rating, and then put your thumb up when you're ready. And then when I count down from three hit enter on the row of zero. Are we all good? Okay, so three, two, one, zero. Hey. Okay, so Ruth, 3.5. Fahad, 3.25. Eric, 3.75. Takia, 2.75. And me, three. Wow, very interesting. Like. Hi range it's a very kind of tight range not as widespread as usual um so with that we have an average of 3.25 is that good bad it's kind of in the good. middle yeah i think that's fair it's in that's the middle i'd say yeah yeah i think that's i think that's a fair rating one grade it was it was it was a good one once over yeah yeah, yeah. i declare this episode of old fogies and films concluded this April Fool's Day, may all of your cranks be yanked and all your jokes be practical. You can find us on Facebook. You can find our list on Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave a comment or review. Everybody say bye. 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 bye.